This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Welcome, our technical producer, with an interesting selection of music. I think he wants me to step it up here on the show in the final half hour. I'm going to do the opposite of that. I want us all to take a moment for a little bit of self-care. Let's breathe deeply and consider our own mental health. We do this on the second Tuesday of every month at 11.30, joined by our friend Helen Fishburne, who is the CEO of CMHA Waterloo, Wellington. And Helen, it's always great to get you on the show. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks, Mike. And listen, a little bit of hard rock. We're going deep into self-care today. That's true. And you know, I'll be honest, for me, you know, my favorite band of all time that being Rush, they tend to be on the harder side of rock and roll, certainly with some of their stuff. And it can be an opportunity for me to put in some earbuds and just drift away for a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah, there is Whatever that. works for you. Exactly. Uh, today, Helen, is International Women's Day. And I know that this resonates with CMHA Waterloo Wellington as well. How do you mark the opportunity today on International Women's Day to, to break the bias? Well, it's a really uh, powerful day for us. Certainly, uh, we're very proud of uh, recognizing and supporting uh, International Women's Day. Uh, first of all, there are, uh, just in our workforce at CMHA, we have incredible women staff, women leaders. Uh, we're very proud to be part uh, of supporting our community and leading our community. Uh, and we work with amazing women leaders across uh, Waterloo Wellington. So we really did want to give a shout out to all the women who are working in healthcare uh, and doing such incredible work. Uh, and then, of course, we support a lot of women, Mike, who need uh, mental health support. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, International Women's Day is a chance for us to recognize that, to talk about uh, the bias that we see in terms of gender bias, discrimination and stereotyping. Even though we've come a tremendously long way, there continues to be uh, differences uh, it's not. It's still not an even playing field for women. So uh, there's still lots that we need to continue to work on. Yeah, and I, I think it's important uh, on this day, and and really any day, but we'll focus on it today to consider the mental health of the women in our lives. And and I know one of the the programs we've talked about that CMHA Waterloo Wellington is a part of is that uh, impact program with Waterloo Regional Police, the Integrated Mobile Police and Crisis Team. And more than half the calls received through that team are from women. Yes. Sadly, that's true. Uh, So our crisis service, which is Impact, as well as our Here 24-7 service, which is the mobile crisis service not connected to 911, just our community pathway, really see uh, at least half of our callers are women. And it's women who are experiencing anxiety, depression, they are overwhelmed in their life. 
uh, and they go to a dark place. Uh, there are also women, Mike, who are victims of gender violence. There are women who have suffered and struggled with uh, historical systemic racism. There are Indigenous women who have not had a seat at the table, if you will, in our community uh, and, uh, and feel very marginalized. There are women who have struggled with poverty. There are women who are refugees from other countries. And we look at the horrible situation happening in Ukraine. All of those women uh, make up the callers uh, that we uh, hear from, that we respond to, and that we see in their darkest moments uh, in their community. It's uh, it's an honor for us to support them, but there's a lot of uh, space that we have to hold for those women who are in that kind of acute pain. One of the other things I, I've heard a lot, an awful lot about, Helen, and I think many of us have, there's been the the kind of half-joking, I think, about the pandemic pounds that many of us have put on over the past couple of years. But also when I, I look at referrals for eating disorders programs at the Canadian Mental Health Association of Waterloo-Wellington, you've seen a tripling in the number of those referrals. A tripling. And, and there's a whole bunch of factors relating to that, uh, a lot of issues relating to things that get exasperated uh, with the lack of consistency, uh, no routine uh, issues kind of exasperating within the confines of social isolation and losing your networks and losing those eyes on that we have for people. And this is really impacting young women uh, and young adult women as well, uh, tripling of our of our eating disorders referrals. It has been something like we've never seen. Uh, and that uh, impact is showing up in our schools. It's showing up in our primary care offices with our family doctor. It's showing up in the hospital emergency rooms. And it's certainly showing up in our own eating disorders treatment program here at CMHA. Uh, and it's something that we really called out to the provincial government because there's a lot of young women right now who are really at risk as they're battling these eating disorders. You know, I, I have to be honest, I come at this from a, a really personal place because there's a 15-year-old in my house and she's lovely and she's wonderful and I'm not concerned about any of these issues, but I do, I do look at the various uh, impacts, you know, that, that, that are directed towards her, the, the body image that I, I think that she's being presented with through media, etc. And boy, boy, it's something that's definitely a concern to me as a parent. Yeah, and it should be, Mike. You're absolutely right, and it's important to pay attention to that. Um, you know, when you look at social media, everything is perfect. Right? right. People don't post, or many people don't post, <laughs> the the true pictures uh, of themselves, of their own vulnerability. Everything looks uh, neatly tied together and that you've got a perfect life pathway. No one's life is that. And in fact, we need to be rewarding people and recognizing people who are posting um, information about their vulnerability, their their struggles, their challenges. And and by the way, Mike, many people do. Uh, they just don't seem to get the same kind of followers as people who have uh, that perfect uh, Hollywood life, if you will. So uh, we need to change that narrative because really what we're striving for is not perfection. Perfection is only going to feed things like eating disorders. What we're really uh, striving for is authenticity. We want people to be themselves, to be okay being themselves, to know that every single one of us struggles with something. uh, And that struggle is very real, and especially uh, through COVID. Um, So that's really what 
we want people to be okay with. We want women to recognize and acknowledge within themselves and to support other women and, you know, get the support from the men in our life as well. I can't help but think, Helen, as we have this conversation on International Women's Day and we maybe shine the light on women's mental health, something that you and I have talked about before, and that is really the many women will take on the responsibility for the well-being of everyone else in that household before they even consider their own well-being. You got it. Yeah. And that that is part of uh, the heaviness that women carry. Um, you know, we know that they do more. They hold more space, if you will, for their own families, uh, often at the expense of their own needs. Uh, and, and in many ways, women are socialized that way. Um, and, you know, there are lots of men in our lives who help out and do things. But, you know, women are often seen in the family as the glue, right? And and they hold a different uh, responsibility or a different weight, if you will, an emotional weight, uh, which can really uh, add to your own uh, burden sometimes. So it really is important to share that uh, and and to to make sure that women are taking care of their own needs. I will say some of the positives around women, which some of the things that women are really good at, is they build amazing networks between uh, other women. And they use those networks to keep themselves grounded and supported. They're they're much better at asking for help and being open around what that help is uh, and what they need. They're amazing about you know pivoting and adapting uh, to changing environments. And certainly, COVID's been a great example of that because women really have become professional jugglers, you know, with managing things at home and managing things at work. And so, just practicing and and demonstrating that resilience. Uh, women have a lot to be proud of, but it also doesn't mean that we're born with a cape, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's born with a cape. Everybody has uh, that limit that they need to say, this is, you know, this is as much as I can do. I need help in doing the rest, and I'm going to take care of myself and make sure that my own emotional gas tank is full. I can't help but think, though, that is an awfully, uh, that is an awfully large piece of concrete to begin to remold or to chip away at, because it seems to me that historically this is almost the way women are programmed. Yes, you're right. And that's, you know, that's some of the systemic change. Right. That we have to, you know, rewrite that narrative. We have to recondition people. It's, you know, to be honest, that kind of system change is the hardest to make. You know, we're looking at that as it relates to systemic racism as well uh, in terms of our history with Indigenous people. Uh, We're looking at it, of course, in terms of how women have been treated and trying to get to that equal playing field. Uh, It is hard work. Um, It goes deep into our culture. Uh, And we have to all look at our own biases, many of which people aren't aware of. We all have unconscious biases uh, that we need to really challenge ourselves and, of course, really challenge each other on those changes. I know we'll get a chance to chat about this more uh, in the months ahead because we do this once per month. But since it is International Women's Day, uh, worth looking ahead a little bit further out until May, May the 15th, which is going to be the Shoppers Run for Women in support of CMHA. Yeah, we're so excited about the Shoppers Support CMHA to fund local mental health and addiction services for women. Uh, And so that eating disorders, tripling of referrals, 
if people want to help and support, do something practical. It's really easy to do, and that's really to shine up to sign up for our Shoppers Run for Women event, which is Sunday, May fifteenth at Bingham's this year. It's going to be in person, which we're so excited about. Uh, we actually just are sharing a video today, Mike, on all of our social media channels. A video of Ellie Hook. Uh, she's a wonderful woman who lives in Waterloo, who is has raised uh, fifteen thousand dollars for her team. They are running in support of her best friend whose daughter died of suicide. It's a tragic story, but they are turning that story into something positive for our community so that other families don't have to suffer. If you get a chance to go onto our social media channels and watch this video, I can tell you right now, you're going to lace up your running shoes and come and join us on May 15th because it's really about generating more support. Every penny stays right here locally, and we are so grateful uh, to shoppers for their support. Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty encouraging to think about doing this in person again this year, as oh, you mentioned. So encouraging. Can't wait. Uh, Helen, as always, we appreciate these these monthly little check-ins, and we'll look forward to the next one. Thanks for being with us this morning. Thanks, Mike, and thanks for all of your support. Always. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Helen Fishburne is the CEO of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo, Wellington. And as we talk on this International Women's Day 2022, Uh, Under the banner of Break the Bias, we learn from CMHA, Waterloo, Wellington, that more than half of the calls received for crisis services through Here 24-7 and Impact, which is that integrated mobile police and crisis team, are coming from women. We learn that referrals for eating disorders programs at CMHA, Waterloo, Wellington, have tripled since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And we hear Ellie Hook's story. And look, it's an inspiring one. Uh, It's not easy to talk about deaths by suicide at all. But Ellie is turning that tragedy into something positive and her story. And we'll share it through uh, our own social media uh, channels as well. So watch for it at Farwell underscore WR on Twitter. And look ahead to that $15,000 that's been raised through the Shoppers Run for Women, which is coming up on Sunday, May the 15th. And hey, in person, that's going to be really good for us, isn't it? Like across the board, all of us. And I I made kind of passing reference to this yesterday on the show when I talked about walking into that Tim Hortons on the weekend and there was that table off in the corner. And I think it's the same table that's in your local coffee shop as well where a group of people are together, usually older people, and they're having a coffee and you can tell by the animated nature of the conversation that they are probably solving not just the city's problems but the world's problems as they sit there over a cup of coffee. But for me, I was I was really encouraged to see that socialization, that social gathering happening again in person I think it's really good for us. I know it's really good for us. We are social creatures after all. So knowing that the shoppers run for women this time around is going to be back in person on Sunday, May the 15th at Bingham's, uh, that's great news. And I know more and more things are coming back around to being in-person events. My calendar's starting to fill up with a few more. Uh, There's a gala coming up at the end of April for the Waterloo Region Family Network. That one's going to be in person, and we're hearing more and more about those. I think it's terrific. Let's get back out there 
and let's see our fellow human beings again. Let's engage in collective experiences. I'm thinking about the Kitchener-Rangers game tonight. Why not? Rangers and their arch rivals from down the 401 in London tonight at the Memorial Auditorium. No capacity limits. You can get concessions. You can have a wobbly pop. You can watch some hockey with your friends, with your family. It's always a good night out at the arena. Our thanks, as always, to Helen Fishburne of the Canadian Mental Health Association, Waterloo Wellington, for joining us on the second Tuesday of every month at 11.30 for this little monthly uh, mental health monthly check-in. It's all part of the Mike Farwell Show on City News 570 and Rogers TV. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantsNetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working. It is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here, and that is finding and retaining a job. Visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow. Immigrant Networks, networking to get working. Music provided by bentsound.com.